0: The language of your higher self is passion, is creativity, is excitement. So anytime you're feeling excited about something, anytime something lights you up, that is your higher self saying, yes, you're on the right track. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, just follow what lights you up and know that you are on the right path if you do that. And if you keep following what lights you up every single day, your mission, I promise, will reveal itself to you.
1: You're listening to This Life Explains It All with the creators of Vera, your guide for
2: navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world.
1: On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you.
2: We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are
1: right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, it's Kat and Stefania.
2: You're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. You guys have been hearing a lot from us lately, and today we are bringing you a different kind of conversation. It's one of the spiritual kind. We felt like we can all use a reset, a wake up to look at ourselves through a different kind of lens, through a new kind of lens. And if you're anything like us, this conversation today will have you thinking differently about yourself. We're talking to Anna Wood. She's an intuitive channel and a guide who, through her own personal challenges, dove deep into her healing process and spiritual awakening, as she describes, unleashing her truth, her power, and meaning. And now she's dedicated to helping others do the same.
1: Yeah, and she describes the experiences that led her there as a juicy journey of pain and triumph, overcoming things like obesity, anxiety, OCD, depression, and so much more. And she's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Business Insider, the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Self Magazine, Bustle, and so much more.
2: Yeah, her message really resonates. We wanted to bring you guys this conversation both to share with you Anna's gifts and her insight, which we find really valuable, and also to share with you her story. So while you'll see Anna operates at a spiritual level that not all of us are on, Her struggles, her self-doubt, the challenges that got her where she is now are universal. And they certainly resonated with us.
1: Yeah. One thing that she talks about in the interview is how she had all of the things. She had the great job at Google. She had the degree at Stanford Business School. And she was about to get married. And she just had this feeling that she just still wasn't satisfied. She wasn't happy. And I feel like that's so relatable to so many of us. And the way that she describes it happening for her is that it was great to be on that path up until that point, but it stopped working and it just wasn't her path anymore. So that's why she felt those feelings of not being totally satisfied in what she was doing. And I've heard that before from people and I've experienced it myself. Like something will work as long as it's meant to be in your life. And then all of a sudden you have all of the things, but it just isn't working anymore. Have you felt that?
2: Yeah. And it's really interesting because I sometimes think, and I've heard this described by others and it resonates that oftentimes when we're striving for something, it's really, and this kind of sounds cheesy, but I really believe it. A lot of times it's the journey. It is the struggle. Like it's the working toward it that really, that's like where all the good stuff comes in. That's where we get to feel like we're really living. We're really experiencing life and doing things that make us feel good. And then once we get there, that's when we're faced with ourselves again. And so I think that that's really interesting because she did have so many check boxes you know she like you said she graduated from stanford business school she did all the things she had the job she was about to get married she launched her own company but it was just like okay checked off all the boxes but now what i'm not happy so i think that's really interesting because i think it is great to have a goal and something that you want to achieve and maybe that is something in business or something that looks external but i think the question is like how can you enjoy and look at the process as just as valuable and worthwhile as the end result.
1: Yeah. I think about that in my time at BuzzFeed because I was there for a really long time. And I started there as the 19th employee. So it was really early on. And I just loved that time because it was so scrappy. And we all were just so excited every day to come to work. We wanted to Make it successful. Everyone was so passionate about it and it was very scrappy. Like we were just doing things going rogue. There weren't any processes. And obviously, when the company grows, you have to put those things in place. But we were just so passionate and it was so much fun. And I look at that time as my absolute favorite time to be at that company. And once we actually grew and it became such a successful company and still is, it was still fun, but it was nothing like that the process that it took to actually get to that point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's also because that you get to see like your impact a little bit more every day. It's like, even Mm -hmm. if you're just making one small thing happen in those early days, it's really like you're seeing the difference that you're making. And I think that that is really meaningful. Okay. So shall we get into the episode?
1: Okay, so yeah, in this conversation, we talked to Anna about how she knew she was meant to be on a different life path. She called off her engagement and left the path that she had been on, and she talks about exactly what that process felt like inside and how long it took to make that change. We talk about the single most important thing you can do to help guide you on the life that is meant for you, the simple ways that we can raise our vibration right now on our own Yeah, and we talk
2: about one of my personal favorites, how it is never too late to change your mind, and we talk about what happens when you stay in something that's not right for you, what that little voice in your head is, and what it sounds like, and how to recognize it, and why certain people that feel really familiar might be coming into your life right now. Let's get into it. Well, Anna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We are so excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Sitting in your beautiful apartment in Santa Monica Mm -hmm. overlooking the water. It's so amazing in here. Oh, thank you. Well, let's get started. We love to hear to start out about your story. So, in learning about you, Catherine and I have been following you and your work for a little while now, and it really resonates with us. And I think what's interesting that I've learned about you is that you could have ended up on a very different path than you're on right now. So you had a successful career at Google. You went to Stanford Business School. And that path that you were on may have led you to a very different place. So I'm curious, how did you get from that place to be on the path that you're on now and doing the work that you do now? Yeah, Yeah,
0: we have these, I call them decision points. We have these pivotal decision points in our life. Really every moment is a decision point and you can change your mind. You can go a different direction at every time, but there were definitely a few key decision points for me. What's been consistent since I was very, very young was that I knew I wanted to be a leader and to help people live fulfilling lives. And that's kind of, that's been the consistent Thread throughout my life, but it's looked different at different points in my life. And I was raised to be very achievements oriented, Mm -hmm. and I'm a high achiever. So (laughs) I did all the things that I thought would make you happy. You know, I, I went to Berkeley, I worked at Google for years, and I went to business school at Stanford. And I'm so, so grateful for those experiences. I wouldn't want to skip over any moment of any of them because they were a huge part of my journey but I got to this point where I had done all of the things that were supposed to make me happy. And I had graduated from business school. I was actually engaged at the time and something wasn't adding up right. And I I, I saw how everybody else was looking at me. I saw how everybody else was like,
2: wow, look at your
0: life. Look at what you've done. You must be so happy. And I wasn't, I may have presented that way. I I call it smiley depression, but you know, I, I was always bringing the joy everywhere I went, but inside something was very off. And at the time I was very closeted when it came to my spiritual side, because I grew up in an atheist family and I had been having spiritual experiences my entire life. And I went within, started seeking answers on the inside and with source, and my life became very magical. I decided that I was going to figure out what was really going on here like with the way reality really works and how do we actually align with our mission? How do we actually find happiness? And I started receiving messages from the universe like you wouldn't believe. I ultimately called off my wedding and it was like me and Source (laughs) following the messages. And I hopped aboard what I call the magical universe train and... Everything just started lining up. Everything became synchronicity. At this point in my life that was supposed to be dark, that I thought was going to be the hardest year of my life, it actually became the most magical. And all of my spiritual gifts came back. Everything started lining up more than ever. And I started to help more people than ever, which has always been my passion. And I started to wake up to the way reality really works and how powerful we actually are. And if you actually knew how powerful you were, what would you do with
2: your life? And now that's what I teach. Wow. What were some of those messages from the universe?
0: Oh, there are so many good ones. I'll point out some of the ones that were really pivotal to me. And it's, I always say when you're receiving messages from the universe or when you're receiving messages from your higher self or your guides, there are so many different energies we can tap into, but it's like going to the gym. It's like building a muscle. So they get more obvious over time. Now I see energy. Now it's yeah. obvious like you wouldn't believe, but it's almost not as meaningful as some of the earlier messages were that weren't quite so obvious because we can only receive what we believe is possible. So some of the earlier ones weren't as obvious but they were so meaningful to me because it's synchronicity what makes synchronicity magical. It's this element of surprise. Now I'm very aware of how magical the universe is. But when you're not quite aware of it, the little messages are so meaningful. So some of the earlier ones, you know, I've always had my guides grab my head and direct my head in certain directions. So I started getting my head moved always to the clock at 11.11. 11, and it was it's a physical sensation of someone grabbing my head and moving, moving my head to look at the clock. And that started happening almost every day to the point where it would have been way weirder to think it was coincidence than to think it was something more than that. And, you know, I started receiving messages about not getting married at a time when I was in love and I thought I was going to be spending the rest of my life with this person. So it's when you see the signs that seem to come out of left field that really stick out to you those weren't necessarily happy or fun signs, but they were they were messages. One of the, my favorite ones that I love to tell is, are you familiar with Rebecca Campbell? You might know, Kat, because she's Australian. Rebecca Campbell? She sounds familiar. She's an Australian spiritual teacher. And she wrote, I think she's wrote a number yeah. of books. She's read, those oracle cards right over there are hers. She has amazing cards. I've read a couple of her books, but one of them is called Light is the New Black. And... The way this book even ended up in my hands in the first place was like a crazy synchronicity in and of itself. But I was reading this book, and it's about Rebecca Campbell's spiritual awakening. And on page 16, she talks about how her whole spiritual awakening was prompted by this Australian girl who died named Anna Wood, which is my name. And literally, I was like, what? And then over and over and over again in this book, 300 pages or whatever it is, and says, Anna Wood, spiritual awakening. Anna Wood, spiritual awakening. Anna Wood, spiritual awakening. And that was one where I was like, okay, there's more going on here. There is much more going on to reality than what we've been told. This is not just a three-dimensional reality. This is not you live once and then you die. There is more going on here. And I started to get really honest with myself about my own experiences, because while I'm much more attuned now than I was a couple years ago, or even a couple months ago, you know it only gets stronger. I've been psychic my entire life. I've been able to see energy my entire life. and these when everybody tells you that that's not possible, you start to believe that and you start to hide it and suppress it. But I started to get honest with myself that that was true for me, and that was possible. And I started to have people, because you attract that, which you are the vibration of, I started to have people come into my life that also had those experiences and helped confirm that for me that that even was possible. And once I started getting really honest about the experiences that I've had in my life and was continuing to have more and more and more as I hopped aboard the magical universe train, that's when it starts to get a lot more than synchronicity. That's when you start to have
1: Mystical experiences and so on. Yeah. (laughs) When was your first psychic or spiritual experience?
0: Oh, I mean, when I was a kid, I would call it seeing air, but air has never looked like what I believe it looks like for most people to me. It's much more colorful. I can see waves, I can see, you know, how everything is alive and breathing and everything has an energy to it and that energy has meaning and it's sending requests to the quantum field and it's sending, it's broadcasting signals to everything around it. So while it may look like that plant over there is, I don't know, just being a plant, like that plant is actually breathing and it's alive and it is actually interacting with us and actually this whole energetic field of my apartment would be different if that plant wasn't here. So... Yeah, when I was a kid, I would see air. And I, I have a few distinct experiences of being very young. I mean, I, this is like three or four years old that you start figuring out that other people don't see it. Mm-hmm. And I had a number of experiences where people told me, no, you don't see that. Let's get your eyes checked. And so I just learned not to bring it up pretty much. And it was like this secret that I had. And I thought something was wrong with me which is super common with people. You know, all of us have psychic abilities. There's much more than five senses going on, but we're programmed to believe there are only five senses. So when everybody's telling you that, you start to think something's wrong with you. And I believe a lot of people that have more heightened and attuned psychic abilities, it ends up manifesting in negative ways because you're different. And when you're a kid and you're different, all you want to do is fit in. So- For me, you know, I had crippling OCD and anxiety and I was overweight at one point. All of this was me trying to protect myself and hide myself and hide who I really was. And one of the big things that I teach is the more that you actually are authentic to who you are and own who you are and broadcast your true energetic signature, that's where your true power lies and that's where your happiness lies. But it's been a journey to get there.
2: I totally relate to that in my own way. And like, even as a child, sensing things, feeling things around me, even now I'm still working on developing that. And, you know, I've started with it more recently than you. You've been doing this a lot longer, but I'm trying to build that trust muscle again so that I can really feel into that. That's what it is. It's a trust muscle and you
0: have it. We all have it. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have it because you wouldn't even be able to perceive of this conversation if it wasn't something that you were aware of. I'm telling you (laughs) because people message me every day. Hundreds of people message me and say, hey, like, I'm an empath. Or hey, I've been so sensitive my whole life. And you've been trained to think that this is a weakness. And people ask me, how do I protect myself? I'm so sensitive. Oh, that's actually your greatest superpower. And you don't actually need protection. You just need to learn how to use your intuition to serve you and to trust it, like you said, to build that trust muscle. Because if you have that, that's your greatest advantage. Like That is your greatest compass and think about how many times you have not listened to your intuition and how many times you've regretted it. And then how many times have you listened to your intuition and how many times have you been wrong? Because most people I talk to, they're like, it's never wrong. Like my yeah. intuition is always on point.
1: I just don't always it's listen. It's literally always wrong, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when we don't listen, that's when we have what I kind of think of as these earthquake moments because it's shaking you like you're not listening. I'm going to give you a stronger sign. Okay, now you're really not listening. I'm going to give you an even stronger sign. And then you're not listening. And then this kind of earthquake thing happens Mm -hmm. where we have to listen. And so the earlier we can listen, then the smoother everything will be. And we'll be able to identify that earlier. That's exactly
0: right. I call it the consistent and persistent voice. So your brain will make pros and cons list and it will tell you all these stories and you can flip back and forth. When I was deciding whether or not I wanted to get married every single day, it was a different story about, oh, he loves me. Like, will I ever find anyone better? Or something, you know, the consistent, persistent voice is don't get married. And your heart talks to you in short sentences, sometimes just a word. And it's always the same. It's consistent and it's persistent. It will always bubble up to the top. So you can ignore it if it's not what you want to hear or if it's not what you want to deal with. Like you don't want to deal with quitting your job or you don't want to deal with breaking up with someone you love, but it will keep bubbling up until the surface until you have the earthquake. Like you said, I love that. And once you recognize that and you start to build your relationship with your higher self and start to hear that voice, then you just listen to it right away and you don't have to have those earthquake moments anymore. Yeah.
1: Mhm. How was that process for you? Like how long did it take for you when you were walking away from your engagement, leaving mm-hmm. your job? How long did it take you to hear those voices to actually take action?
0: Yeah. Well, most of my life I've been very good at listening to my intuition and that's served me my entire life. I have to say there are so many moments in my life where I have been guided In ways that didn't make sense to me, and I trusted it and and it worked out. So I've always been listening, but the one that I really didn't listen to was the wedding one, because that was really, really, really tough. And I was engaged for a year, and so it went on for a year. And it was the last thing I wanted to do was call off my wedding, like literally the last thing I wanted to do. So I tried everything else, but eventually the voice just got so loud and I was so sick. Like I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. And I called it off. It was about six weeks before the wedding. And at that point, it was pretty obvious that it needed to happen, I think, for both of us. Because it had been a year of me being unsure. And I remember telling myself that day, gave back the ring and moved out and crying and just being like, Anna, this is going to be the worst year of your life. But it's going to be worth it. Because like five years from now, you'll be happy or something like that, which is so funny because it was the opposite. And so I got this tattoo right here on my arm. It says, trust yourself. And I got that tattoo because as soon as I listened to the voice and called it off, that was the hardest part was making the decision. But once I made the decision, I hopped aboard the magical universe train. And I was like, I'm never going to not listen to that consistent and persistent voice again. I know what that voice sounds like. I've been listening to it my whole life. I'm going to start listening to it. And I, I listened to it even when it didn't make sense. And keep in mind, at this point, I was new to LA. I had kind of broken or grown out of a lot of relationships through this whole awakening that I had had while I was engaged and through calling off my wedding. So I was, it was kind of like me and Source. Like, that's who I was hanging out with. And I knew I could go back home to San Francisco and I would have a lot of support there. But I consciously chose, I knew I needed to start new. I knew I needed to be on my own. And so I just started following the guidance and that guidance got stronger and stronger. And I've never looked back again. I mean, it's instantaneous. I know that I am held when I follow the consistent, persistent voice. So that was a big lesson in reminding me to always listen. And now it's pretty effortless for me, I have to say. I mean, lately with everything that's been going on in the world, I've been getting a lot of guidance and it's a lot of guidance that challenges people's belief systems. So it's been triggering for them. And it's been a growth process and another awakening for me in speaking my truth anyways, Mm -hmm. and still following that guidance.
2: Can you share a little bit of that with us? What's coming up for you right now in terms of how you interpret what's happening right now?
0: Yeah. Well, this may sound a little esoteric for some people, but what I believe is happening is that as a planet and as individuals, we're going through a massive great awakening on the planet. And if you look at pretty much any ancient text, any religion, any ancient civilization at any period all over the world, they talk about this time, mm-hmm. this harvest, this great awakening, the channeled texts talk about it. It's a little esoteric, but basically what's happening is that people are waking up to their power. What being awake means is that you are aware that you are much more than this physical avatar. You are aware that you are actually an eternal spiritual being having a temporary human experience. And people are waking up to that more and more and more on the planet. Mm -hmm. And that this awakening really started in 2012. A lot of people started beginning to wake up more and more. And what causes awakening, right? What causes awakening is when everything falls apart. So if you've had a spiritual awakening, you know that when you have it, like everything falls apart. Like maybe you call off your wedding. You know, things crumble because everything needs to fall away so that you can step into the higher frequencies. Because from an energetic standpoint, what's happening is there's an enormous amount of light on the planet. We are raising in frequency on the planet, and we are going from a third dimension consciousness, which is separation consciousness, polarization, to unity, love-based consciousness. And that's kind of a whole other conversation, but I have a bunch of YouTube videos if you want to learn about the levels of consciousness. So we're taking this leap. And in order to do that, in order to get to the higher frequencies, the higher states of consciousness, you've got to purge your lower frequencies. The lower frequencies are fear, shame, guilt. This is when we talk about shadow work and ego work. This is what we're purging. So if you've had a spiritual awakening, you know that this is what happens. And then you get through the other side and life becomes very magical. And this is actually happening on a planetary level now. So it's you can think of yourself as a human, like a cell on Mother Gaia and The Earth And the earth is going through an awakening as well. And in order to have this awakening, like I said, things need to fall away. There's got to be a lot of pressure on the planet. And what is happening right now in 2020 is that there's a lot of pressure on the planet. And there's a lot of light on the planet. And so that light literally sheds light on the darkness, exposes the darkness. The darker shadow aspects of society are coming up to be exposed and healed. It's like we're peeling back the layers and the darker stuff is coming up. So, some examples of that are deeply in, entrenched and embedded systems that are designed to keep people in the lower frequencies. You know, deeply embedded, broken systems that are manifesting in things like racism has been, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but in the time we're recording this, you know, there are riots all over the country and the world protesting racism, which is something that's been deeply embedded in society from a 3D perspective. We've got to take that quantum leap though to 5D and really see that we are souls. We are not colors. And that's, that's how you transcend all of this. But all of this is coming up to the surface to be healed. And so while it may look like total chaos is happening, it is. It is happening. Total chaos is happening. And that's actually happening for us so that we can shed all of this and actually birth a new earth, a new paradigm where we Know how powerful we are, and where people are aligned with their soul mission and their purpose, and they're serving other people, and they're leading with their hearts instead of their ego, and they're unifying instead of separating from people. So that's what I believe is happening right now.
1: I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that explanation. It's almost like what we were talking about before, where we as individuals go through shakeups and rock bottoms, but now we're going through a big. Rock bottom as a collective.
0: Rock bottom. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's a planetary dark night of the soul. And when you understand the energetic dynamics of that, a lot of the power is taken away. The thing is, people don't understand what's happening. And so they're in fear, and fear will keep you in the lower states of consciousness. In the end, I believe people are going to wake up anyways. People are starting to see that things aren't adding up and they're starting to Mm -hmm. wake up. So. It's interesting. People are waking up in all different ways these days and more and more every day. It's really cool to see.
1: Yeah. Even with the COVID and while everyone was self-isolating and staying inside, I started to notice even conversations that I was having with people, how much they enjoyed that. And they were, including myself, just refocusing on what's in the things that are important and not getting so tied up in money and power and all of those things and just noticing like nature and going out for walks. And I felt like it was starting to happen then. And you know, now obviously there's a whole other thing happening. But yeah, I love that explanation.
0: Yeah. I call it the cocoa because it takes some of the, the power and the fear away. But quarantine, I I knew the moment it started happening, I'm like, oh, this is going to have amazing benefits. I call it the global Vipassana, mm-hmm. which is a 10-day silent meditation because so many people went within and they meditated and they discovered their power. And they're like, hey, wait, I don't actually like my nine-to-five job anyways. I actually am like starting to discover new passions. I'm starting to see that this is I wanted to purge all this stuff in my life and now I can rebuild. So we can allow anything to serve us in a positive way, but I really believe everything that's happening right now will serve us in a positive way.
2: Yeah, I wanna get into more of that kind of discovering the path that we're meant to be on and all the things you just mentioned. But I just thought of something I remember when this first all started unfolding, you said something, you said, we are the coronavirus. And that just like hit me hard. And I was like, yes, that makes so much sense. I get what she's saying. And I know that that's controversial, but I wonder, can you talk a little bit about what you meant by that? Yeah, let's see. I
0: kind of remember that video. I'll speak from the heart instead rather than that that exact video, but everything is connected. Yeah. We're trained to believe that, We are separate from other people. We're trained to believe that every event is random. Nothing is random. Everything is connected. Of course, things are falling apart right now. And, and, you know, we can get into everything with the cocoa and was there a hidden agenda there and all of that. That's kind of a different conversation. But either way, I believe that the response... So you have an event, right? Every event is neutral, And every event can serve you in a positive way. The idea that an event is good or bad is a very 3D way of looking at things. So you have an event like the cocoa, and then you have a response, you have a reaction. And when you see the way that people responded to the cocoa in such fear, and I believe the time I made that video was when it was like before quarantine had started. It was like the very, very, very beginning and people were panicking. They were raiding the stores. There was nothing on the shelves. There was no toilet paper. People were buying like 10 gallons of Purell, like as if you would ever need any of that. And (laughs) what about the people that are actually old, that are actually much more likely to get sick from the virus? Like, what about them? Like, take that Purell and go distribute it to them. Like, lead with your heart. You are the virus, meaning like, The earth is healing herself right now. The darkness is coming up to be healed. And if you're responding like this, you are the virus. And if you want to create a different reality where we are living with our hearts and not our fears, then you've got to start showing up that
1: way.
2: Yeah, thank you for that. And we don't have to spend too much time on that, but that really stuck out to me. And it made me start to think about a lot of this stuff differently from the beginning. Cool. I want to talk more about kind of what we started talking about in the context of, okay, people are waking up. Maybe I didn't even like my job and even outside of what's happening with coronavirus, or maybe it's all connected and part of the same energetic shift, but people are feeling like that. And I know that a lot of people that are listening to this podcast who have reached out, have shared, you know, they are wanting to make a change or follow a different career path or follow something that feels more aligned. Maybe it looks like quitting their job, or maybe it just looks like approaching their job in a different way. So I wonder your take or guidance on how can you really start tapping into listening to that part of ourselves? And how do we get started when we're like, okay, I'm not okay just going through the motions anymore of what I feel like I have to do? And what I always say is my worst nightmare is living for the weekend or living for vacation. It's like, no, it can be better than that. Enjoy your life in the day to day. So what would you say to that person who's starting to feel into this and starting to think about that? Yeah, I love that conversation.
0: I have a short answer and then a long answer. The short answer is you just got to decide. Like that is the hardest part decide I call it declaring it, declare it, declare that you are going to live an aligned life. declare that you are aligning with your mission right now, even if you don't know what your mission is because your own declaration is very powerful and a lot of times I see what actually trips people up the most is just that they won't decide to do it. they know they want it, but they're not jumping in with two feet, and the universe is a yes machine and That's how energetics work. We get reflected back with what we put out. So if you're saying you want to pursue your passion, but you're staying in a nine-to-five job that you hate and you're going to bed angry and stressed every day, that's what's going to continue to manifest. You have to declare it and start choosing differently. That's the short answer. The second answer, when it comes to finding your purpose and your mission, and again, this is going to sound esoteric maybe to some people, but you came here with certain gifts and you came here with a mission. Again, when you remember that you are an eternal spiritual being, you realize that your mission already exists. So it's not really something that you have to find. It's already in your DNA. It just needs to be activated. It will reveal itself to you. And the way you reveal it is this process that I actually teach in the Ascension Arena. So I take people through these four activations. And the first one is what unlocks a lot of this. And that is activate your light. Because all of us have a unique energetic signature. Like you do, you do, I do, this plant does, everything does. We have a unique energetic signature that tells you like, I'm Anna and not Sarah. You can sense my energy. It's very specific. And mine in particular is very clear and pure because I practice this you are made of light. You are made of vibration. Even if you can't see that, that is what you're made of. And you are broadcasting an energetic signature out to everyone around you. And that signature is, it teaches people everything they need to know about you. It teaches them, you know, can they trust you? Can they not trust you? Is it a romantic connection? Is it a friendship connection? You're broadcasting your signature. The problem is Most people are broadcasting a muffled signature. They're broadcasting a static signature because they're not aligned. They're doing a job that they hate and so they're not really being themselves and they're not showing up in the world as themselves. And then because we attract that, which we are the vibration of, they're attracting people and experiences into their life that are not aligned. And so of course you can't find your mission. Of course. You have what I call coats on. Coats are everything that's dulling your energetic signature. So your fears, your limiting beliefs, labels you put on yourself, So we take off all your coats, you broadcast your energetic signature, now you're magnetic because we are always attracting that which we are the vibration of. So you broadcast your pure energetic signature, boom, everything starts to line up. That's when you activate your power, which is your ability to magnetize anything that's meant for you in life. So that's when your soul tribe starts coming in. That's when your guides can find you because your guides attune to your frequency. Mm -hmm. That's activate your channel. And then activate your purpose is your purpose literally finds you because you're broadcasting your signature. And all you have to do, literally all you have to do for your purpose to reveal itself is just follow what lights you up because the language of the higher self, which is who you really are, the language of your higher self is passion, is creativity, is excitement. So anytime you're feeling excited about something, anytime something lights you up, that is your higher self saying, yes, you're on the right track. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, just follow what lights you up and know that you are on the right path if you do that. And if you keep following what lights you up every single day, your mission, I promise, will reveal itself to you. And you know, then people say, well, okay, I'm following what lights me up. How am I going to make money doing this? Mm-hmm. That's always the response, which yeah. is <laughs> such a scarcity-based mindset response. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing. The universe is so abundant all that exists is abundance. And once you realize that, you start attracting abundance. If you, believe, if you come from a scarcity-based mindset, you will attract more scarcity into your life. When you realize the universe is abundant, and when you start serving the world with your unique gifts and your unique purpose, you will receive abundance because finances are just an energetic exchange. The more you are serving the planet, the more abundance just comes to you. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. One of the secrets of the universe that you will unlock. And it's, it's really a remembrance because you already know all of this. It's just that we've been so deeply programmed to forget it.
2: Yeah. I love that. And especially the financial piece, because I do think so many people feel like, well, oh, maybe I'll start doing a little bit of that on the side because yes. I don't believe that I could actually make money off of it. Or I have to stay in this job for another two years because of X, Y, or Z. And then the universe says yes to that. Oh, you can never make money to it? Okay,
0: yes. You know, the universe gives you exactly what you believe. So if you think you can't make money, the universe says yes to that. If you have one foot in and one foot out, the universe responds with one foot in and one foot out.
1: Do you have any examples from people that you've worked with that have really tapped into their vibration, followed the things that lit them up and then had life-changing experiences? Totally. And One of the things I
0: notice with my clients is that things kind of all align at the same time. So it's like what's happening on the planet right now. Everything needs to crumble. So like the, the beginning, and I won't even cite periods of time because it's different for everybody, but in the beginning, everything falls apart and it's like chaos. Things are crumbling, but you have to shed it and the universe is making space for you. And then I see this over and over and over again. I have countless examples of people literally all within the same week, they launch their company and they find love and they call in their soul tribe. And like, once you align, you're aligned. You're on the magical universe train and you start to see how this all works and things just kind of start falling in place. Um, And it just tends to happen all together.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that the soul tribe is part of the souls that come with you throughout your lives or that reincarnate with you? I've heard that concept and I'm really fascinated by it. And I wonder what you think about it. Yeah. So we are
0: eternal spiritual beings and we are living this life. And again, I know this will sound very esoteric to some people. So if this doesn't resonate with you, you are the powerful one and you can let it go. But I find that this really does resonate with a lot of people, even if it's new for them, which is that we are souls that are incarnated in this avatar for this lifetime. And you're never really born and you never really die. You are a soul and you've had many lifetimes and you've incarnated with many different souls. And before you come here, you agree, this is what my mission is going to be. And we're going to have this role that we play with each other and we help each other grow, If whether that's like a twin flame relationship or a mother-daughter relationship or whatever it is. And that's why you're clearing karmic cycles with people that are in your life for many lifetimes. And that's why you may have what may seem like an unusual dynamic with your parents, because maybe you've been their parents many times yeah. before, which is super common. Mm-hmm. So yes, we have that. And then What I believe is happening right now with the Great Awakening is a lot of the really advanced souls who are light leaders who are here to lead the awakening, to lead the ascension to the higher states of consciousness, a lot of us have been kind of kept separate from our soul tribe up until now at this moment in time where all these timelines are converging, which is another bigger conversation about time. I have some YouTube videos about this if you want to look into it, but (laughs) timelines are converging right now. And so... You may have felt like your whole life you have been kind of slowed down or weird things have happened. They've happened so that this timeline can occur where all the timelines are converging right now for the Great Awakening. And now all the souls are coming together. So pay attention to the people that come into your life right now. Nothing is ever a coincidence, but that's really not a coincidence. The people that are coming into your life right now are soul family. And that's why they're going to feel so familiar to you. And that's why the relationship is going to build really quickly because these are your people. These are your souls that you agreed to
2: incarnate with. The families are coming together right now. Wow. Wow. Would you say that for new people that are coming into our lives right now? Like, who are you meeting right now? It's for a purpose. It's for a reason i keep getting chills and it's not just the people
0: it's the opportunities everything that's coming around right now is here to align you with your soul purpose with your soul family and all of that so pay attention pay attention to the things that stick out and seem random because nothing is random and so if you get invited to something that seems unusual or if somebody stops you on the street to ask you a question like give it a little extra thought and energy because it's not a coincidence
2: I totally believe that. Yeah. I always subscribe to that. Even it's like every interaction like has meaning, has a purpose, but I think it it particularly feels powerful now. Yeah. You said with the new things that are coming in. Yes. I heard someone say a long time ago, and I don't even remember who, but they said that every interaction you have with another human being is the universe talking to you. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated with me. And so that just feels like this is like an amplified version of of that
0: kind of thing. That's absolutely right. A really powerful mindset shift, I believe, is to see everything and everyone as a teacher. Everyone is here to teach you. Somebody pisses you off in traffic, they're here to teach you. Like everyone that comes into your life is here to teach you. And um, also know that you are so guided. You are so supported, especially if you're thinking about taking the leap to pursue your mission right now. Now's the time to do it because all the guides are here aiding in the ascension. So you're very supported and guides speak to you through other people. Like Those are angel messages. It, It may come in the form of a human, but that's a message.
1: Yeah. You mentioned twin flames earlier. Can you explain what that is? From your yeah. perspective?
0: Well, okay, I will. But I also want to say the caveat, which is that people give this concept of twin flames way too much power and they get really attached to it. So I always have people messaging me. You wouldn't believe the number of messages I get from people saying, I know this person's my twin flame, but they won't talk to me. I know this person's my twin flame, but I lost them or whatever. Okay, you can't. That's not possible. Um, <laughs> like, If someone is really your twin flame, if someone's really meant to be in your life, they will be. And if you're putting them on a pedestal, you're separating yourself from them energetically, you're creating resistance. And anytime you feel resistance, I guarantee you, it's not serving you. Life is designed to be effortless. But twin flames is this concept that when a soul becomes so advanced, so high dimensional, that it actually splits into two and incarnates into two. And when you encounter your twin flame in your life, that can be a huge recipe for personal and spiritual expansion for both souls together. I like to think of it as like keys unlocking things for you. But many different people in our lives are designed to unlock things for us. It's not just the twin flame connection. That's one type of connection that we have as souls. I believe that we have many twin flames, many soulmates, many souls in our lives are designed to help us expand. So don't get too attached to any one. And also Don't get too attached to labels because even the label twin flame is an earth-based concept and it's actually much more complex than that. And people give these labels so much power and it actually distracts from living your life and following your intuition. So just always trust that if someone's really meant to be in your life, they will be.
1: You don't have to force it. Going back to vibration and raising our vibration, what are some ways that we can do that ourselves at home? Oh, yeah, so many ways. So,
0: everything is energy. Everything is. I am energy. This microphone is energy. The phone is energy. Everything is energy. So, raising your vibration is really the single most important thing that you can be doing. And everything goes into it. So, when you look at me, I am energy. My cells are energy. What are my cells going to be made up of? Well, they're going to be made of what I put in and on my body. So, you know, if you're if you're putting preservatives and alcohol, which is designed to lower consciousness, if you're putting pesticides, if you're putting quote unquote, food that has the nutritional value of cardboard into your body, that's what your cells are going to be made up of. So no wonder, you're experiencing brain fog, no wonder you're experiencing fatigue. No wonder you're experiencing anxiety and depression. your energy your cells are taking on the energetic form of cardboard. your two pound brain is taking on eighty percent of the energy that you put in your body, so your body's like a Lamborghini. Do you want it to be made of high vibrational food from the earth, or do you want it to be made of Cheetos? Like you get to decide that you're sovereign, but this is why it matters, and it's not just what you put in your body, it's what you put on your body, you know. vast majority of the products that are in the market right now have toxic chemicals in them, and our bodies are absorbing those things. But it's much more than what we put in and on our body too. It's our thoughts carry vibration, our feelings carry vibration, because there's much more going on than just the physical world. Every time you have a thought, that is energy. Every time you speak something, that's a ton of energy because sound carries vibration, words carry vibration. That's why you got to really pay attention to the music you listen to. You know, my music taste totally changed when I discovered all of this because if you're singing along to lyrics about abusing women or about how messed up your life is, what are you syncing up your vibration to? Unfortunately, the vast majority of content out there when you look at the news or television or movies is very low frequency. It broadcasts fear and violence and all of these things. And we're actually syncing up to those things. So I I have my clients, the first thing we do is we go on a huge vibrational detox. (laughs) Vibrational detox of the content you're consuming, of the people in your life, of the circumstances in your life, of the ways that you think, the ways that you speak, the ways that you talk about the world, your ways of being, what you put in and on your body, everything, because everything is energy. Well, actually, and your home is another one too, because your home, your clothes, those are energetic extensions of you. So if you have old clothes from depressing periods in your life, maybe consider passing those on. If you have, you know, even just having old stuff in your home that you don't use, that's stagnant energy, that's stuck energy, that's tethering you back to old ways of being. So I'm constantly clearing out my apartment like every three months. Got to keep it fresh keep it updated because you're always ascending. You're always growing. So you want the energy around you to reflect where you are in your journey.
1: I love that.
2: Do you have, I'm sure you do, but do you have a favorite or a top ritual or practice that you would recommend to others in the spirit? Yes. Two things. One is the mornings are very important
0: and your morning literally sets the tone for your day. So I'm not a routine person. I don't like to do the same thing every day. I have a whole set of tools in my arsenal that depending on my day and my mood and how I'm feeling and what's going on, I'll do different things. But you've got to have that sacred time in the morning. If you start your day stressed and behind, your entire day will be that way. And if you start your day with a spiritual connection, your entire day is going to be spiritually connected. My maybe more atypical answer to the most important thing I like to do is stretching if you are part of my Love Beam community, you know stretching is important. Stretching is so important. And you may or may not be conscious of this, but everything that all these, like quote unquote, secrets of the universe that I talk about, you already know them. Mm-hmm. They're encoded in your DNA. You just have to remember them. You have to, you activate your dormant DNA and they become alive and you remember them. And that's really what it feels like. It's like this nostalgic remembering. And what I have discovered through my own personal experience is that stretching unlocks things. I have, I mean, my guides put packages in different parts of my body, but we also have codes embedded in our DNA. And as you stretch, you're releasing that fascia and energy becomes released, You will have toxins purged. You know, when you, I will stretch for like two hours, Western yoga vinyasa it's very moving quickly but what's really helpful is actually to hold the poses milk them do more like hatha yoga and but really just stretch intuitively I do my own stretching and you will feel toxins become released you may even get nauseous that's great that's an energetic purge you may have past life memories surface you you can have all sorts of cool like mystical experiences with stretching and this is something I've discovered for myself for a long time but I only recently started sharing this with my audience. And based on the feedback I'm getting, it seems to be something that works for a lot of people. So,
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because the energetics and you just motivated me to stretch. Plus it feels so good. (laughs) Who doesn't love stretching?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I used to do yin yoga a lot and I loved it because you're just basically in the poses for a few, like five minutes at a time. Yeah. And it's so relaxing. I need, I, I'm going to get back into that. Yes, do I it. fell off in a bit. <laughs> so we have one question that we ask all of our guests and that is what life experience have you had that has been your greatest teacher?
0: <laughs> we already <laughs> talked about it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It I, has to be calling I, off my wedding. I mean, this, and here's the thing, you guys. It is never too late to change your mind. I am such a fiercely loyal person. I'm a Scorpio sun sign. Like, I am so. I really almost made a decision that, you know, it's never too late. Even if I had gotten married, I I probably would have gotten out of it. And that would have been a whole other lesson in and of itself. So it would have been fine. But we tend to overweigh short term pain and think that we can never overcome it. And I remember being engaged and thinking, I can never call off my wedding. I can never disappoint all these people. And what about the financials? And what about breaking my heart and my fiance's heart? And it's like, actually, what is so much more damaging is the long-term pain of being in something that isn't quite right, whether that's a job or a relationship. And maybe you can convince yourself that it's good enough or it's okay. But if something feels off for you, that's going to consistently and persistently cause you pain for as long as it takes you to declare otherwise and to make a decision otherwise. And it's never too late to change your mind. It's never too late to make that decision. And when you do, you will realize how powerful you are, how resilient you are, because we are, as humans, you are so much more powerful and more malleable than you can possibly imagine. And you're so much more resilient than you can possibly imagine. And once you start to really lean into that power, you'll use it all the time because you'll realize how powerful you are. And it's pretty cool.
2: (laughs) I feel like that is the lesson of life. It is never too late to start something new, to do something different. It doesn't matter how much time you spent on the other thing. It is never too late. And it all happened perfectly. Like, I don't regret getting engaged.
0: I don't regret any of it because it it taught me so much. I wouldn't be who I was if if I hadn't gone through every single part of that. So it's definitely not too late. And then actually it's happening perfectly.
2: Well, if someone wants to work with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Where can they find you? Yeah. My name is I am Anna Wood. So you can
0: find me on Instagram. I create content every single day on YouTube as well. I am
2: Anna Wood. And then my website is Iamannawood.com. Thank you. And we will link that all in our show notes.
0: Beautiful. Thank Thank you for having me. This was so fun.
1: Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.